everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 5, Episode 19. And today we're talking about whether or not it's a good idea to hit the weight room just to lose some extra pounds. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I was going to say that no matter what. I had that in my head already. As soon as you were going to, I knew the question was coming. And it was almost like, you know, my kids do this. Um, they automatically have yes loaded up. Because they know the questions. Did you clean your room? Did you do your homework? Um, did you, did you, yeah, folks, I have my, my eldest, he takes the clothes from the washer, puts them in the dryer downstairs. So, so I ask the questions and it's just, yes, yes, yes. You know, like everything is going to be positive, you know? So sometimes I'll throw a trick question in there and, and throw them way off. But, um, so I, I always know that's the question and, and maybe I need to like think more about how I want to answer that. But, I, but here's the thing, Joe. I am. I'm feeling pretty positive today. I don't know if it has to do with exercise. Maybe. Maybe exercise has done that for me today. Um, and many people maybe wonder, well, how is that? How is that possible? I thought exercise was to lose weight. Do you get that a lot from people? As far as uh, people come to you and say, I got to lose that extra 10 pounds. I got to get yeah. back in the gym. You always, yeah, you always hear people that say, well, it's end of winter. I've, you know, spring's coming along. Time to hit the gym. Time to get on the treadmill. Yeah. And, and and I cringe a little. And I know better than, you know, you've said before, we've kind of made the comparison to flow from from the insurance company. You know, yeah. like you want to hurry up yeah. and say something. And I just, I, <laughs> out to that point now. Two brothers, one mic. Two brothers, one mic. Two brothers, one mic. Yeah. Well, even still, then they just, uh, you know, you wonder if you're just going to be contacted with specific questions because they don't want to listen to an entire episode. Goodness forbid you listen to an entire episode and learn something that you were asking about anyways like this was your question <laughs> that's uh that's a whole other show that's a whole other show that I, i'm trying to figure out because it's listen i am and i say this in in a in a good good humor type of way i'm so tired of the joe joe knows this because sometimes he's sitting right by me when my phone starts going off like like a time bomb and it's it's literally nine or ten text messages People want me to write them out workouts. They want me to. Um, they want. They want me to give them different angles on bicep curls that are going to attack different heads of the bicep. They want to know, uh, you know, different things about intermittent fasting, different things about the carnivore diet. Different. And I'm thinking in my head, there's a show we do, and the reason why we do it is because we're answering all these questions. Because I can't, I can't readily text people back, Joe. But here's one that I can readily text back. Hey, what exercises can I do? Abdominal exercises. A buddy of mine, lifelong buddy of mine. You know, I always talk about those people that are like brothers to me. Uh, Joe, Joe knows, you know, the gentleman that I'm speaking of. Uh, and and uh, he texts me and he says, uh, he, he's uh, he's in New York. And he says, uh, hey, uh, I got I to gotta lose some of this the stomach, give, give me some, you know, what are some good abdominal exercises? Folks, please under, understand what I'm going to say to you. All the sit-ups in the world are not going to outdo a bad diet, okay? A bad eating lifestyle. Sit-ups are not going to lose weight, okay? That's not going to happen. If you're trying to strengthen your abdominals, if you're trying to strengthen the core of your body, there's all kind of different variations of core routines you can do with abdominals, lower back, lower chest, hips, butt, 
top portions of your hamstrings, your quadriceps, the, the, the whole core of your body. I, I think it's worth me- me- mentioning too, because some people may not actually realize you're mentioning all the parts of the core. Yeah. Everyone, uh, uh, there's a lot of people who just automatically assume, well, core, he's talking about abs. And they don't realize, though, all the parts he just mentioned, that is all your core. You're looking from the bottom of your chest to the, what, bottom of the- very, The very the top of your quadriceps and your hamstrings, your butt, your hips, your lower back, your abdominals, and, and all the muscles that go in and in, into playing, uh, you know, upper and, and, and lower uh, abdominus rectus, lower back, your lower lumbar, uh, your gluteus maximus, minimus, your psoas muscles, everything that goes into- um, into that core, that cage, is is your core of your body. And I know everybody does this, Joe. They point right, right to their stomachs. Again, if you're listening in video, I'm pointing out my stomach. I always have to remember that, Joe. We we motion to each other during during video. If they're in audio and they're not watching the video, they have no idea what I just did. I'm pointing at my abdominals. I'm pointing at my stomach. Um, so that's the wrong way to look at it, though. Getting back to what today's show is all about. It's not, it's not that your exercise is is for weight loss. It is not for weight loss. Folks, listen to me. Exercise, do you lose weight? Yes. Yes. But many of you think I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to run five miles a day, do 100 push-ups, do 100 sit-ups, 100 body weight squats, 100 chin-ups, 100 pull-ups, and I'm going to do this five days a week. I'm going to run on the treadmill with dumbbells in my hand, with bricks in my hand, I'm gonna, and I'm going to lose 25 pounds. No, you're either going to get hurt uh, or you're going to get stronger in a freaky kind of way. Uh, it, it's very, it, it's very, it, it's not, I don't recommend it. I, I, let me just say that I don't recommend it. And, and I'm going to give, I'm going to give a lot of reasons why today, Joe. Uh, there's, there's maybe a, there's probably more than six factors, but in today's show, I basically jotted down six things that I would want to talk about uh, as far as what the main purpose of exercise is. Now, let me ask you this. Go, go ahead. I, I, yeah, I was just saying, I have a, a real quick question. Now, or one of these reasons, I'm just curious, um, one of the reasons not to do that uh, because the of the eventual um, uh, feeling of failure, <laughs> failure f- feeling of 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 you know just wanting to quit because it didn't work out. I mean, so that's thinking- the brain. That's the brain kicking in, and and we're going to talk about that. Uh, yes, yes, uh, because you're not going to get the desired results, and if right. you do get the desired results, it's because you've done something uh, in terms of uh, overtraining that is going to have a complete reverse effect in no time sure. at all. How many sure. times have people gone to the gym and done some ridiculous program? There were these gyms. Here we go with the gimmicks again. We're gonna we're gonna get you down thirty pounds. You're gonna follow this program, and this is what's gonna happen. And you see those people six months later, and they're right back to where they were at, if not more. Uh, and it be, it's because it's completely ludicrous. It's that whole thing about insanity, right? What do they say about you know insanity? Trying to do the same thing over and over again and getting the same result every time. Uh, expect expecting a different result. Expecting a different result. I just had a moment there. I won't say what kind of moment. It'll be too political, but I had a moment. <laughs> anyway, let's move on, folks, as we just lost three viewers. Um, so, yeah, Joe, I know. I, You know I have to be sarcastic sometimes because if you can't laugh, you'll cry. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. But 
when we talk about the six factors, and I think the sixth one, a lot of people don't realize is my earpod always wants to leave my uh, on my left ear. I don't know why, but he wants to take off on me. Um, AirPod, not earpod. AirPod. Um, right? Am I right, Joe? AirPod, right? Air, yep, AirPod. Yeah. See, people don't realize, again, we're not joking when we talk about my high skill level uh, with technology. I probably called them earpods like 6,000 times on this show already. I don't even know. Uh, they're AirPods. Get it right out there. Uh, I think the number six factor today with why exercise is not necessarily considered the best option for weight loss uh, I think number six today is going to be maybe a little shocking to some people. I, I think a lot of people are going to realize that they've heard this somewhere before when I get there, but it might be shocking. So stay around. Don't go anywhere until we get there because it, it may be the most important one uh, in, in, my, in my eyes it is. And Joe, your question kind of ties into that, the question you asked about wanting to quit because um, of how you're feeling when you're not getting to that point, right? Which is basically what a lot of these people go through that go into these programs in these gyms, you know, come join our program. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, right now, you know, we had a great program. And we mentioned this guy all the time. P90X was fantastic because the way they set up their nutrition and their exercise, it was set up so that the nutrition would be the number one thing because 80% of you losing your weight is coming from your, you will never outwork your eating lifestyle. You cannot, you can eat bad, Okay, to a certain extent, but you've got to eat better than you do bad. And I mean by a ton. Uh, 80 to 85% of your eating lifestyle has to be good. Uh, the exercise plays a different role. Number one, bone density. Now, people, I think sometimes, Joe, they don't realize the importance of bone density or it skips their, it's not that they don't realize the importance, it skips right over their, right over their head. Uh, it's not something they think about when it comes to exercise. The amount of bone density that you can, that you can, uh, the, the amount you can increase bone density by with exercise is tremendous. We gain bone density, I would say, in the first three decades of our life. Once you get past that third decade, slowly but surely, bone density begins to decline. It begins to decrease. And exercise is a fantastic way to increase bone density. Now, some people will say, well, when you're talking about maximum bone density, what if you have osteoporosis? That's like the number one thing people talk about when you talk about bone disease, right? Uh, you cannot reverse osteoporosis if you have it by exercising. But what you can do, and this is very important out there, ladies and gentlemen, you can reduce osteoporosis-related fractures, bone fractures, tremendously when you exercise. Now, the one thing that I tell people is this, and I think so many physical therapists out there, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I've understood from talking to so many of you and what I've learned in my certifications with corrective exercise science. When you have osteoporosis or when you're getting older, one thing that you don't want to do when you're working on strength training, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to overextend. In other words, when you squat, you're not trying to squat in a powerlifting motion where you're dropping pigeon toe all the way with your butt literally about an inch off the ground. That is one thing you don't want to do. You're not going past your range of motion, number one. Number two, any type of circumduction, any type of rotational movement. In other words, if you can 
picture this at home where folks who are watching me, if I have a kettlebell in my hand, I'm sitting on my butt, my feet are up and they're crossed and I'm rotating the kettlebell back and forth from one side to the other. You ever see that uh, particular movement before, Joe? Where I, people I've rotate never, the kettlebell? I've never been big on kettlebell, so I'm not, I, nothing I'm against them. Or medicine ball, or medicine ball, dumbbell, okay, yeah. anything. Yeah. So that's not something I recommend either for people who have osteoporosis. And if you're a trainer out there and you're working with a client who has osteoporosis, this is my recommendation. Anytime you're stretching your client out, be careful on the amount of pressure you're putting on their body. Joe, if you've ever seen this before, ladies and gentlemen out there in T-bomb land, uh, a trainer is trying to stretch somebody's hips out. And they put their knee into their hip maybe and rotate their leg in a certain direction. And you're putting your own body weight on that person's body weight who has uh, osteoporosis. You have to be very careful there. As a matter of fact, don't do it. Um, that's one thing you have to... I'm not saying if you have osteoporosis, you shouldn't train for strength and bone density because it can help to reduce that type of related fracture. Uh, but you cannot reverse osteoporosis. Can 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 exercising this way help slow down? Yes. Okay. So it could slow down uh, osteoporosis. Number one. Number two, if you're younger, okay, especially when you're younger and you're doing and you're exercising and you stay committed to the process, you can prevent that from happening to you as you get older. Yes, absolutely. Once you have it, you know, if you're a candidate for that, no, you cannot. Re Somebody asked me this before, and that's why I wanted to bring that up. If you have osteoporosis, working out is not going to reverse it completely. No. Uh, but there's some things you can do. You just have to be very careful. And obviously, you have to be directed by your physician, by your healthcare practitioner. You make sure you're talking to your doctor. I don't, we, we, we always say this, Joe, but I don't know if we said it, we've said it enough in past shows. Obviously, if we're talking about like some of our shows, like parenting in the forties as a point of, as opposed to parenting today, I don't think we're going to tell anybody to consult their physician on that. No. Um, no, you know, so, but in any type of exercise and nutritional show, we probably should make more mention of that more often, um, for our own sakes, you know, for our own general well being as well as theirs. Actually, so, the one you're the one you're talking about, we might have we might have referred them out to speak to their pastors. <laughs> yeah, remember some of the things that we talked. Maybe they should yeah. go talk to their to their local pastor. That might be a good idea. <laughs> that would, but, uh, that would be that would yeah. be a good idea. I think so. I'm hundred percent on board with that. Um see, I hey, I almost did it. I almost did that. That being said, I almost threw it right out there. But I wanted to get to number two. Joe had a good point there though, just now. Very good point. You, could, could you ever go wrong with seeking your pastor for advice? But I mean, it depends on what you're asking for advice for. I mean, some things you may not want to hear his advice. That's <laughs> true. If you're going to, you may not want his advice uh, because it's 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 going to be right and you know it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. And folks, we joke a little bit here on Two Brothers One Mike. For those of you who are joining us for the first time ever, um, number two, number two, as I just dive right into it. When you talk about hypertrophy, now you've heard me say this word uh, several times. It's not hypertrophy, but if you want to call it hypertrophy, listen, you do you out there, okay? Uh, it's hypertrophy and it's muscle growth. So when we're talking about exercise, you're talking about muscle growth, gaining lean muscle tissue. And in stress-related exercises with dumbbells, kettlebells, uh, flex bands, body weight, even body weight when done right, especially during time under tension exercise, 
Joe, which we've talked a lot about on this particular podcast, uh, um, not this particular episode, but this particular podcast. When you're talking about stressful working out, uh, you're talking about muscle cells. You have fat cells, you have muscle cells. Muscle cells create what we have, what we call mitochondria. Have you ever heard that terminology before? Oh, mitochondria. So mitochondria are in the cells in the muscle, and and these these little buggers, okay, are very very important when it comes to overall general well being and health. Uh, when it comes to muscular growth, exercise can help increase mitochondria within the muscle. Can by up to fifty percent in as little as two months. A lot of research and development studies will show up to 50% within the muscle in as little as two months, Joe. And I'm not saying that, listen, everybody's different, right? The laws of what differentiality that we talk about and all our different laws of exercise science. When you talk about, when you talk about individuality, everybody's different. Okay. Uh, and when you're talking about that, mitochondria can, and what we've seen in many studies, increase by up to 50%. These are the small little modules in your nodules in your cells of your muscle. And here's what's beautiful about this. By increasing mitochondria throughout the muscles by exercising, they burn fat. Okay? Mitochondria are fantastic in terms of burning fat. And what they do is they take the macros you're taking in. So when we talk about macronutrients, we talk about carbohydrates. We talk about fats and we talk about proteins. So the mitochondria take that, take those macros, and they use them to burn as energy, as fuel, which is a great way, a great source of burning fat. And did you know this? Muscle cells burn more calories than fat cells do. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I, I, I mean, that makes, I think that makes relatively enough sense. Yeah. So when you're looking at this, people will say, well, you're saying now that by exercising, you lose weight. No, I'm saying by exercising, you gain in terms of mitochondria within the muscle cells. And in turn, because of gaining that mitochondria within your muscle cells, muscle cells increasing burn more calories than fat cells do, which is why you always hear people say, oh, the more muscle I gain, the more fat I will burn. They don't know what the science might be behind it sometimes, but that is what we're saying. Exercise gains mitochondria within the muscles. Then, because of that process, you burn fat or you burn calories, more calories, and therefore weight loss is inevitable. It's a byproduct of it. So don't get confused with that, with that particular situation right there. Joe, does that does that make sense uh, as far as what I'm speaking about when it comes to mitochondria? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it just it. I, I don't know. It, it sounds it sounds just super obvious in 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 actually stating it. You know what I mean? Like like I, I never would have come up with with that idea in and of itself. But you saying it, yeah, it makes I think perfect sense. Yeah, I, I would hope so. And if anybody has questions about that, I mean, what I would hope is that you would ask. Um, again, here we are, like our show, rate us, give us some comments on YouTube, talk to us on Spotify. Uh, that's where our two video channels are at. And then we're, Joe, what's our new one? What's our new one now? Bull, uh, Bullhorn. 
Bullhorn, yeah. Bullhorn. Bullhorn. Uh, welcome, everybody who's listening to us on Bullhorn. Um, I, 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 we just found this out. I, I looked on, on our analytical data one day, and there was Bullhorn. And there's a lot of people listening to us on Bullhorn. Are we on video on Bullhorn? I don't know. I don't know. To my knowledge, the only places we're on video is Spotify. And of course, we upload to YouTube as well. YouTube. So. Yeah, we just did that in August of 2022, which if it's now 2030 and you're listening to this show for the first time, it means absolutely nothing to you. Uh, so there's that. And I can use it there. I can use it there. And number three, when you, when you talk about cardio, you talk about VO2 max. And a lot of people will say, well, when you're talking about VO2 max, what is that? The rate at which the body transports oxygen. The rate at which the body transports oxygen to muscles for fuel. All right. That's your VO2 max. You hear a lot of runners. We'll talk about this all the time, Joe. Uh, you know, what's your VO2 max? What's your VO2 max? And so you're talking about cardio more so than anything else here. And just by increasing your cardio, so you have some people out there. You, I, I'm starting. I'm starting to get irritated just thinking about certain gimmicks and people who who use the internet. Oh, I mean, we're going to talk. Go anywhere. You we're going to talk. Go and go ahead. We're going to talk about it after after we're done with our show. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> after after we're so, done with the when we're done with the meat and potatoes here, we're gonna talk all about that. Sure. Okay. I'm so sick and tired of, of, of the gimmick just to gain, you know, the marketing. I got I give the marketing all the credit in the world because it's working. Because people are actually believing it. Yep. Folks, look, look listen to me. Too much cardio is not good for you. But you must do cardio. You must. And 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 that's a whole different show when we talk about how much cardio, how much aerobic to how much anaerobic. So we'll talk about that in a different show, okay? It's not even just about weight loss, though. I mean, the cardio in and of itself, your muscle, your heart is a muscle. That's what- <laughs> I mean, it's a, you, you need to work that out. Plus, everything that, that goes along with the respiratory system and everything else that goes with, there's a reason for that. So, you know, this idea that, oh, well, I hate cardio, you think it's because of just losing weight, but there are the, there's a whole circulatory system that needs worked out. That is also part of your body. That's going to also benefit, as I'm sure Tony's about to get into, benefit all of the muscle gains that you're trying to that you're trying to have in the first place. So there's that. No. So the US <laughs> the U the US National Science of Medicine, okay. They they've done so many studies on this and they figured it out where as to twenty percent more cardio consistently over a six to eight month period. will increase your VO2 max exponentially to the point where, this is what I remember reading in this article, if you're running one mile in 10 minutes, within eight, within that, within that six to eight months, you can easily decrease that mile as long as you increase your cardio by 20% to eight minutes, right? That's a 20% gain in VO2 max. So it was the one that there was a lot more than one with that. Okay. But, but cardio is extremely important for so many reasons. Not only does it warm up your core body temperature. Okay. To prepare you with dynamic range of mo dynamic movements, dynamic warm up is cardio. 
All right. Elevating your heart is extremely important when you're getting ready to do any other type of strength exercise. Elevating your breathing is extremely important when you're getting ready to go into battle. Elevating your 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 heart, your lungs, your 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 core temperature, getting the body ready, releasing synovial fluid into the joints so that the joints are more limber, more flexible, more range of motion, and everything that goes with that. But the heart, okay, the heart, folks, the heart is a muscle. The heart is made of muscle. It's extremely important to strengthen the heart through cardio as well as strength exercising, but cardio is what's going to strengthen the heart muscles. What do the heart muscles do? They contract and expand, contract and expand in order to pump blood all over your body, carrying nutrients and carrying oxygen to your brain and every other organ. It's extremely important to have that happen. Cardio, guide to the muscles for recovery. So that's what I was saying. We have you know, there's that whole circulatory system thing. That's pretty important too for what you're trying to accomplish in the first place. So to say, well, I don't want to do cardio or I, no, look, I understand nobody. Well, there's some people who get, you know, the runner's high. They really like the cardio. I am not one of those people, but I'll do it because I am a fan of heart health. And yeah. so. Yeah. You, and the runners out there, if you're an avid runner, if you were an experienced professional runner, I mean, if, man, there's one guy I just saw. He just did his 33rd Boston Marathon, God bless him. 33rd, 33rd in a row. 33 Boston Marathons in a row. That's got to be, I mean, talking about feeling good. I mean, I, I, you got to have a runner's high like you ain't never seen. Although runner's high means something completely different. Um, just a play on words. Uh, but you have to understand, folks, strengthening the heart is extremely important for so many reasons because the heart actually increases in size. You'll, you'll, you, I've actually seen uh, so, some journals where doctors will talk about doing autopsies. Um, and when they, when they take the heart, uh, when they're studying, you know, cadavers, when they take the heart from somebody who was in fantastic shape, somebody who was a runner, somebody who was big into cardio, they'll always tell you that their heart is so much larger than somebody who was sedentary and didn't do any exercising whatsoever when they're doing any type of evaluation and studying that particular cadaver. Uh, and it's true. Uh, it's very true. And the stronger the heart is and somewhat larger, do you know what you lower tremendously, ladies and gentlemen? One of the biggest killers in this world, in this country on a yearly basis, and that's heart disease. That's heart attacks. All the problems that you're having when it comes to that. Cardio is absolutely a necessity. So, please, when you hear this from people who are running on a treadmill with the wig on, throwing dumbbells over their head, saying cardio ain't the way to do it, uh, cardio is one of the ways to do it. Please don't just take all of your workouts and go away from cardio. Don't be afraid of that Stairmaster for five to 10 minutes. Don't be afraid of the treadmill for five to 10 minutes. Don't be afraid of the elliptical for five to 10 minutes. Don't be afraid to do a, a pyramid. Uh, I do a pyramid when it comes to jump rope. It's called a, a 110-10-1 uh, long story on how I do it. So, so but but know this, my my working heart rate is elevated the entire time. When you're, or, or if you're jogging outside or listen to me, one of the best exercises in the world, a brisk walk. 
well, how far should I walk? Folks, walking builds lean muscle. Walking builds your heart. It builds the muscles in your heart. If you can get, if you can get to a 15 minute mile walking briskly, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. If we, sure. if if you leave your house and walk in one as a start, walk in one direction for 10 minutes, you got to walk home. You just did a 20 minute walk. You just left for 10 minutes and came back. That's all you have to do. Everybody wants to, you know, we all love Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, whatever you want to, you know, whatever your favorite podcasts. Hey, <laughs> you know, get on the treadmill, get on the treadmill, do your little walk to your, to your episode or to your show or to whatever it may be. Okay. And it's yeah. that simple. It is, is not a, and walk, you don't have to run one day. You'll probably want to, but you know, baby steps, baby steps again, marathon. Marathon. This isn't a, this isn't a sprint. This isn't a dash. Uh, you know, you 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 got to take your time getting into it, and don't be so afraid of it. There's really nothing to be afraid of. I mean, what are we talking about? Better health, ultimately. Yeah, it, it is. It's better health. It, it's so important. And then you know, if you have so people say, "Well, I do landscaping, I do factory work, so that's cardio. I'm moving all day." It's it's. It's not really cardio. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to it, and there's a lot of problems to those jobs as well when it comes to uh, that constant stress, that constant uh, movement pattern that's going on and on and on for nine, 10 hours a day. Uh, there's there's ergonomic issues there uh, that we're talking about. Cardio should not be something you can do for nine or 10 hours. Uh, that's a whole different energy pathway that you are now involved in when you're doing that, uh, for sure. Cardio is something completely different. Uh, it's a different type of aerobic pathway uh, where, you know, high intensity interval training is very much uh, aerobic to anaerobic. Um, you can definitely uh, put both energy pathways together when it comes to that joke uh, because you're trying to keep your breathing elevated. You're trying to keep your heart rate elevated at a, a high, wherever your working heart rate may be. Um, and I always tell people in my high, in my HIIT training, they ask me, where's your breathing at? If I can talk to you like I'm talking right now, I'm not where I need to be. You should it, really struggle. A lot of, a lot of folks, um, I, I, and I'm only saying, you know, hate to generalize, a lot of people, uh, and I say that because I, I'm, I'm a lot of people. <laughs> I did this for the longest time. Um, I, I would steer away from it because of my back issues. And I'm like, well, I can't do hit. I can't do hit because of my back. I can't. And then it dawns on me, you know, not one of those eyes are about impact. For some reason, I always felt like these moves are all high. Now, there are high Im impact movements in HIT training, but there's a lot of modifications that you can make to these moves. There's a lot. And since I've been able to, to kind of find my way through that while wow, HIT training, that is like, that is like a, a specialized weapon in my arsenal when it comes down to cutting weight. Uh, you know, over the fall and the winter, I put on a few extra pounds, but I'm also, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing as much cardio. I'm not doing as much, you know, whatever, uh, for one, I'm stuck inside. I'm in Northeast Ohio. There's not much going on. We don't, we don't even get enough snow for me to go out and shovel driveways. Like there's just nothing really going on here. Uh, but come the spring and summer, I can kick it up a notch. I'm, I'm cutting grass. I'm doing a few other things around the yard and, and, and so now that I'm able to, to start doing some of these movements, I got to tell you that, that is, has proven, uh, it's worth 
in just the last month alone when it comes down to getting rid of uh, some of the the winter weight that I'd put on. Gotcha. Um, I tell you what, today, today, right now, as we're recording the show, folks, you're going to hear this show. If you if you follow the show week to week, um, then then you're, you you know what we're talking about. If this is a show you're listening to in July of 2026, then you're you have no idea. But today, as we're recording this show, uh, which mid April, uh, which by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, thank you to everybody out there. Uh, I know Joe went on our Facebook page, uh, two brothers, one Mike, and thanked everybody. Uh, tremendous amount of happy birthday wishes to him, uh, April 16th, uh, as he catches up to me now, closer. I, my favorite time of the year, Joe, is yeah. April 16th till, <laughs> ju- till June 30th, because you're closer to me in age until July 1st, and then we're back to the drawing board again. Uh, I hate July 1st. Anyway, used to be used to be my favorite time, favorite time because he used to always throw it in my face. I'm four years older than him. Now, like, now you're only three years older than me. Yeah, like it meant, it, it meant something. Now. It meant something when I was nine years old. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, not so much. Yeah, now it's like, man, I'm trying to hang on to this now because it's just three years now, just for a little while. And but 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 here we are in the middle of April, and a snowstorm this morning, but the snow didn't stick. Uh, and so I'm looking out the window. I'm like, the grass just got cut on Saturday. Am I really going outside to shovel the driveway? And it didn't, it didn't stick. So hey, I, I, mother nature has some kind of sick sense of humor in Northeast Ohio. She really does. I didn't have a talk with her. I, I, I feel like, I feel like she should have played, um, what was the, what was, uh, what movie was it where she boiled the rabbit on the pot on the stove? Well, we referenced this in one of our shows, and it's a 1980s movie. What do you mean? You should know this. I should know this. Uh, Michael Douglas. Uh, uh, the one yeah. the one where, where cheating was down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheating went, yeah, the percentages of cheating went down. Why do I? Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Mother Nature should have played that part. I, I mean, it's just a sick sense of humor. 82? Nah, 42. And now it's going to be eighty on Thursday, yeah. And then it's supposed to go into the into the fifties. After that, I, I whatever. I need- it's it's like this in Northeast Ohio all the way to at least mid May, and then it's just like sixties, seventies, eighties. Listen, you know. Lake Lake Havasu, Arizona. That's where I'm moving to. By the time I'm um, I, I got to figure out when when my kids are in call in college. I I'm moving to Lake Havasu. If I'm not mistaken, everybody out there, Google this. It's like 260-some days of sunshine mm-hmm. in Lake Havasu, Arizona. In Youngstown, it's 26.4 days of sunshine, uh, and good luck with whatever's going to happen. There, there was a study recently done, um, and I want to say in Northeast Ohio, we see like 80% cloudy days. Like, like we're right up there with Seattle. Everybody talks about Seattle, Washington. Like, like we're right up there in the top gloomiest parts of the uh, uh, of of the United States to live in, Northeast Ohio. I'll tell you what I'm going to do here. I'm going to go to a an uh, an ad. I'm go to our sponsor here because uh, we're going to talk about something here in the last half of the show today, where I almost ended up. I, I worked out this morning and I had all this stuff working for me, 
And that, that comment right there almost brought me down, but, but the exercises kept me up. We're going to talk about what is it that's keeping my, my dopamine levels this high uh, when we come back. So don't go anywhere, everyone. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, I know we've talked about Kitchen Abs in the past and all they have to offer in food prepping services and protein pancake mixes, but there's another great product they offer we had to let our listeners know about, their own name brand seasonings. They've got a huge selection to choose from as well. Turkey, taco, tomato basil, Baja citrus fajita, barbecue rub, blackened seasoning, as well as steak and meat seasons. And that's just to name a few. You know my favorite part? Besides all of the flavors, of course. It's that they're all low sodium, made with no fillers and MSG free. Know what else is great about them? You can order them right from the Kitchen Abs website. Just go to www.kitchenabs.com. Click on store and choose the flavors of your choice. Again, that's kitchenabs.com. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Joe, brain-derived neurotropic factor. BDNF. It's a protein. It's a hormone. Just like dopamine, uh, your endorphins, serotonin. I'm sure you've heard those of those before, right? But but when you when you talk about things like BDNF, um, you're talking about a particular hormone. Okay, not just this one, but the other ones I mentioned. Uh, we call it the dopamine effect. A lot of people hear about the dopamine effect or lack thereof. Um, it's, it's basically the function of these hormones. When you exercise, you gain these hormones in multitudes. Okay. And that is what helps in terms of that positive attitude. If you look at studies, if you look at studies, we're talking about number five right now. Let's just talk about stress. Okay. Stress number five. I can't tell you from a personal and Joe, you let me know. I mean, you let me know. I can't tell you how many times from a personal standpoint where how stressed out a certain day has made me, whether it was work, whether it was kids, whether it was a combination, whatever whatever it may be, whether it was, um, we've had some stressful times here with the podcast when it comes to being transparent. There's a lot of, but I, I, we tell folks this, doing a podcast and trying to be successful at it is not easy. And it's an everyday trying to figure out what avenue do we need to take. And so there's some stress there. I cannot tell you how eased my mind is and how much stress is relieved after a hard workout or a good workout, 45 minutes to an hour afterward because of the multitude in terms of release of these particular hormones, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, and again, big BDNF, which is a protein, a hormone that is released into your body, into your brain to give you that, that positive effect. Do, do you find, because your workouts are usually around 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, correct? Yeah. Do you find that in the earlier part of the day, you know, you're, 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 you're a work from home, Joe has a business that goes from home and then you travel sometimes. And then you do a lot of stuff with the podcast, but you have your thing is set up there, your office and everything is set up. Do you find that once, you know, the kids are off to school and, and, and you're all set up, you're trying to get some stuff done, then you go work out. 
Does it relieve any of the stress from that morning? Does it does it feel like an accomplishment of any any kind, any sort? Being honest. I mean, being honest here. Yeah. So being a stay-at-home dad uh, with his own business and everything else that we just talked about, uh, you know, working out for me is, uh, it, it's one more thing that I have to get done for the day. Um, so I always feel better having accomplished it than, than I would have in the moment saying, I don't have time for that today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it always feels better to have it accomplished, but uh, I have it, you know, as an accomplished task for the day, but it's like one more check off the list of things. Like I have a routine, I have an order of uh, the way that I do things. And so, yeah, um, I suppose that yes, after having, if it was a good workout, if it was, uh, one that, that I didn't, there wasn't a lot of struggling, it, it seemed to go pretty kind of, you know, uh, pretty fast and, and, and what have you, um, you know, you, you, there's a little bit of that pump, right. Uh, but I don't know if more of that dopamine effect is because of the workout itself or because, thank God that's over with, now on to the next thing. Like, it's hard for me to tell which one it is. Let me ask you this. You don't get the workout done that day. Mm -hmm. What are the chances that you're more irritated the rest of the day than if you got the workout done? And that's it. See, I would be irritated because I didn't get done what needed to get done, as opposed to because if I had worked out, I would naturally feel better. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for for me, it's like one thing that I that I should have accomplished today, uh, regardless of what that task is. And so again, I have this routine, and and if for some reason I couldn't, there there's no good reason why I shouldn't have been able to to maintain my routine. Then so again, I don't know that it's. If it's exercise specific, but I'm so used to doing my, my own, my own, this routine, this daily routine that, you know, I, I just can't tell which one it is. No, 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 no. So what, what happens in these situations when you exercise because of the amount of dopamine released, all right, into the, into your body and, 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 um, endorphins, serotonin. BDNF, all these hormones that are being released, these are all your quote unquote feel good hormones. These are these are the feel good hormones. These are the hormones that they are they're huge in helping to prevent insomnia. They're huge in helping you to to actually go to sleep. Um, you'll notice um, so many. If you talk to, the, I, I've seen so many researchers who have who have done so much research in this particular department. When you look at successful people, this brings me up to number six today. This brings me up to number six, by the way, folks. Uh, and you talk about confidence. You talk about uh, mental well-being. You talk about um, not cockiness, not arrogance. Uh, again, confidence. You talk about feeling like they are able to conquer whatever obstacles are in the way, feeling good about themselves, feeling good about their projects, feeling good about the people they're working with, feeling good about their day. Every one of those people who are the most successful exercise, every one of them. And when you do the studies on them as to does exercise play a role in it, 
every single one of them who are the most successful people in the world will show you that exercise plays a huge role in how they handle their day and how they handle, how confident they are in what they're doing. And when they take that and they move those studies to your average Joe, uh, your everyday middle-class citizen, um, and you look at it from an aspect of how you budget your money, decision-making processes at work, at home, raising your kids, um, nutrition choices, purchases that you're making, all these decision-making, family decisions, career opportunities, all these things that you're making decisions on. People who make the best decisions normally are people who exercise because of the amount of these hormones that they release through exercise. Folks, this is a fact. This is an absolute 100% studied and researched fact for decades and decades and decades. And, you know, if you look at, I'm not saying you got to like this guy, okay? President, President Bush, the second one, the son, that dude was in phenomenal shape. I mean, he used to run every day five, six, seven miles. Okay. And, and here's the president of the United States. He'll be the first to tell you his exercise was for the main purpose of trying to make, again, I'm not here to hear what you, I don't want to hear about your, your 9-11 conspiracies, everybody. Okay. I'm talking about the fact that the man made decisions and he exercised purposely, not only to feel better about himself, to be feel better about being able to think through, okay, when it comes to cognitive function, when it comes to making clearer choices, better decisions, which affect 300 plus million people. I think, um, I think he, you, I've, I've seen him talk about it before. Exercise was a huge deal to him because of it. It is, it's a well-proven fact. It's a well-known fact. It's not even something I need to debate, but I'm willing to debate it with anybody. When you work out, when you increase these typical, these typical, these, these hormones, all right, that we talked about, whether it's serotonin, whether it's the endorphins, whether it's BDNF, all right, whether it's dopamine, everybody knows what dopamine does. Exercise helps to increase this by exponential amounts into the body, which therefore helps you to feel better about yourself. I could tell you this. When I'm exercising consistently over long periods of time, Joe, I feel way better about myself. I feel more confident in everything I'm doing. I feel more confident in, in talking to people about exercise. That's one thing. If I take a month off, I start to feel a little weary of talking to other people about it. Not just because I'm not exercising for that one month. That's not it at all. I've been exercising since I was 16 years old. Uh, but for for whatever reason... I just feel better about myself. I feel more like I like I'm in shape and I feel like I'm, you know, more qualified to deliver that type of talk like I am right now. Sure, we can't hear at T Bomb Land. If we're gonna walk the walk, we have to be able to talk or you know what I mean. <laughs> if we're gonna talk the talk, we should be walking the walk. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I, I totally agree. There's certain things that that uh you know prior to even the podcast that, you know, it, 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 upon, you know, within my own lifestyle made me feel 
you know, you almost start to feel a little hypocritical, you know, and, and yeah. like, yeah, you, you know what you're saying. And you're like, wow, I hope nobody saw me last week. You know, it's, it's like, oh, that, that wouldn't look good. That wouldn't sound good at all. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I saw you at Burger King. Yeah, well, uh, I'll tell you, I, you know, if I know, but <laughs> if I go on social media and I, 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 I give a joke about what happened to me because I got a, a, a plain Whopper at Burger King. Okay. Eight months. Oh yeah. You'll never hear the end of it. I, I get hammered yeah. because the trainer went and got a plain Whopper. Oh yeah. I didn't say I go to Burger King Sunday. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and the only reason why I don't go Monday, Wednesday, Friday is because I go to McDonald's. I didn't say that. I said I went. I, the, the, the whole joke gets lost in what happened at the window because everyone is concentrated on the fact that I had a Whopper. Yeah. So I don't even. I don't even talk about if I if Daniel. Yeah. I, I was gonna say Joel Joel Freeman from yeah. Body. One of his favorite things, you know, I, I've seen some of his his Instagram posts, what have you. But we we follow him, T bump, <laughs> and uh, uh, he says, "This is why I work out." And he's sitting there with a big double loaded double cheeseburger. And I see, beer, I see, and, I see. And you know, yeah. and, you know, it's like this is this, and it's not to say that because I'm gonna eat this every weekend. But when the time comes, uh, a month and a half goes by, and I've been eating clean. Like we said, you eat clean 85, 90% of the time you can have that and, and, and you'll be just fine. You're not gonna, you're not gonna do any real harm to you. It's the people that do it the other way around that want to eat that way every day and then go get on a treadmill and figure that they're going to do uh, my favorite. Now see, I don't, I don't know that. I mean, most people, um, who know us know this, but if you don't know us personally, uh, both Coach Tony and myself were employees, proud employees of the Burger King franchise. And we would always deal with this customer. I'll get two double cheeseburgers, uh, three Whoppers with cheese, uh, give me a chocolate milkshake and a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> well, I don't want all that sugar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here you go, man. Uh, good luck with that. I yeah. you know, just there, it's misinformation. There's so much ignorance in the light of nutrition, and with with social media being what it is these days, uh, because that's where we get that's where we get a high percentage of of information about most things these days. Okay, um, what do you have? You have ads every third post that are hit, and and if you've looked up anything about nutrition, you're gonna get hit with everything that is nutrition as far as you know Facebook goes, and so. Um, you know, you're getting these, these marketing things like Tony was talking about. Cardio is not the way to do it. Well, again, no exercise isn't going to do anything if you're eating, if you're stuffing all this bad stuff into your face. And, you know, it, we talked about calories. We talked about calories way back in season one. And I'm going to mention that again. Um, yeah, listen, if you're a newbie, if you're just starting out, I always say start there because it's an easy way to kind of get a feel for things. Because what starts to happen when you start to see where the lower calorie foods are and what the better foods are for you, you'll start to eat that way naturally and you won't have to count calories in time. But aside from that, you know, this whole calorie idea, you know, you have people that are like, well, I'll just eat, you know, chocolate cake and pizza and cookies and then I'll work out. Well, yeah, you would have, you would have under ate your calories for the day and you would have burned, you're right. 
but you would have fed your body total trash for that day. And that's yeah. what's going through your system now. And so you can't think that, look, the reason why keto did not work out for me, and I've said this before, I'm not against keto. I'm against it for me. Okay. I, I just, it's not sustainable in my, in my lifestyle at all. But the reason why it did not work for me, my cholesterol was outrageously high and I was lean. I, you know what? I'm going to see, I'm going to try this. Uh, if you're on video and you're watching this, I'm going to flash a picture of what I look like when I was on keto. You would never imagine the fact that the doctor was putting me on statins. And that's what I looked like, what I'm hoping to have on the screen right now. Uh, and, and that's what I look like that. Looks aren't everything. You can be what's called skinny fat, okay? I was eating so much bad stuff that it was, it was, it was killing my system. And it was making me unhealthy. Even though I thought, you know, I lost all this weight. I did. I lost weight. I got all cut up. I was, I was buff. I thought for sure I was going to get the best doctor report ever and got body slammed when he come back and said, wow, all these numbers are super high. And, and yeah, again, uh, I think I was at my lightest and probably at my most, um, defined when it comes to muscle uh, structure. I know the picture you're talking but about. I, uh, I think I can't see it right now. I can't see it right now, but if you put it, it up there, I, I, I took it almost as a joke. It's one of those super just bathroom selfie, super, super arrogant with the, with the muscle up, yeah. you know, and I'm trying to be kind of funny. Okay. But yeah. at the same time, kind of not because I'm a little proud. I ain't going to lie now. I mean, I did a lot of hard work, but that was just the muscle part. The nutrition was everything. We were talking about working out for weight loss. And now, but now they looked at that picture. For those who are not, have not followed the show, tell them how much you weighed before that. Oh, I'll even throw that one up there. I don't care. Um, I was yeah. 260 pounds. Yeah. And yeah. I believe so sure I went understand that, folks. 260, and, and the other one, I think I was 190, maybe 189. Yeah. So, yeah, that was after I lost all that weight. And I could have sworn there was no good reason why I should have thought that I was uh, unhealthy. When I quit keto, <laughs> when I quit doing that, uh, uh, then, you know, I was able to level out and, and yeah. you know, found out that it was, I was done being skinny fat. Now I was actually. When we, when we do this show, it's not, it's not about, you know, it's not about what's bad for you. It's what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, intermittent fasting works for me. Uh, I do it intermittently. That's why it's called intermittent fasting. So I do intermittent fasting twice a week. I do a 20 and four. And once a month, I do a 36 hour fast. Every other day I eat in moderation. I eat good about 80 to 85% of the time. You will catch me with the quality dairy donut from Lansing, Michigan in my mouth. Every now and then you will. Uh, and I don't care. Uh, it, it's just, it's just the way it is. I, 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 if, um, if I'm running way behind and I, I've got to grab a sandwich on my way up to Lansing from Youngstown, Ohio, I will grab uh, a Dave single um, or Dave's double with no cheese, plain, and I'll eat it on the way up there because I, were, I ran out of time and I had to I had catch myself in a pinch. Was the bun good for me? No. Oh, well, I'm going to be eating good the other 80 to 85% of the time. Right. Um, I think uh, when I eat. When I eat oh. protein pancakes, yeah. When I eat protein pancakes, folks, uh, I eat I eat them with syrup, regular syrup. Now, how often do I eat protein pancakes? Yeah, once every couple of weeks, maybe like every 
two Sundays, I might have protein pancakes with syrup. Uh, do I drown them in syrup? No. Am I eating diet syrup? Or n- no, not doing it. I put regular syrup on my pancakes, and I don't really care what trainer out there has a problem with it. Uh, no, the diet the diet syrup is going to be full of uh, high fructose corn syrup. However, there is there is one called Lacanto syrup, um, but I mean it's it's pricey. And to be honest with you, it's not. That's another thing. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Um, syrup. Uh, you know, like syrup is thick and it spreads syrup. around. This is like water. It's a, yeah. more like a sweetener. I've used it. It's not horrible tasting. It just, you don't get a lot of bang for it. It's a little bottle. You don't get a lot. And it's like eight, $9 for this stuff. Um, I would rather get a, 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 the a hundred percent maple. I, I think, I feel like that's more natural. You know, the sugar in it's going to be more natural. So, you know, there's that, but I, I think a, a great takeaway from the whole idea of wanting to lose weight and when you're working out to lose weight, what have you. Um, you know, look, I feel like when you're working out, that is to build, that is to strengthen, that is for endurance, that is not for weight loss. Can you lose weight? Of course. If you're already under budget in your calories, then you burn more calories, you're in a deficit. Yes, you can lose weight, but that's the healthy way to do it. However, weight loss from exercising is a perk. That is not the main idea. The main idea behind uh, behind exercise is to build, strengthen, uh, build endurance. Well, I guess that falls uh, uh, under building, uh, you know, and and that sort of thing. Your diet, your your eating lifestyle, okay, is what's going to determine what's going on as far as that scale goes. Which, okay, the scale, the tape measure, the the the, the selfies that you're trying to compare. That's what's going to make the difference in your weight. Um, you know, what you're stuffing in your face. That's it. There is no other way around it. I will say this though, if you are beginning and you say, well, I want to, you know, count calories, whatever. That's great. That's great. But watch for this. There's a pit in there. There's a pitfall that you have to be very careful with. Um, this doesn't happen to everybody. This is something that I dealt with for (laughs) quite some time. You go and you're logging all of your calories and you see still got 400 left. You're not even hungry, <laughs> but you still got, you see that you're under, it's like, oh, but I can get something in and it's real easy. Okay. So just be, be aware that that's something that can happen and, and willpower is, is involved. But look, if you've got the app and you're calculating and you're working out and you're, you're already dedicating your time to it, don't, don't blow it there. You know, you've already got some willpower. Don't, don't, uh, uh, uh you know, self-destruct over the idea that you could have just, you know, have a little bit more when you're not even hungry to begin with. Yeah. And, and this is, uh, obviously we're just talking off the cuff right now. Um, if you, I mean, there's going to be so many different shows when it comes to nutrition on top of what you already, we've already done. If you look back folks, uh, to, you just roll back the shows, you're going to see intermittent fasting 101. You're going to see keto and, and IF. Uh, together, the carnivore diet, an interview with Amber Lansman Butcher, where she talks about her journey on the carnivore diet. We uh, interviewed Tom Kitchenabs. We talk a little bit about macros um, and what he does. That's our sponsor. Um, and what he does as far as meal preparation and how he prepares the meals when it comes to proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. And there's so many shows that we're going to do that we're going to constantly go back to this when it comes to understanding 
you have to find out what works for you. It cannot be what works for everybody else. It's got to be what works for you. And to do that, you're going to have patience and you're going to have to take time. If you don't have either one of those, you will fail miserably every time. It took me two years to finally figure out what I could do to create my metabolic set point, as we call. And I talked about this in, in several other episodes, metabolic set point. Your body is going to range in between, you know, a certain weight plus or minus five to six pounds. So if you're 182, uh, it might be from 175 to 185. Uh, And you're you're going to fluctuate back and forth in between there. That's your metabolic set point. And the way you take in your calories, you know, as far as your BMR is concerned, if you don't know what these terms are, you got to listen to a lot of our shows where we talk about basal metabolic rate, resting metabolic rate and how you were to eat up to what those calories are in terms of what your body is burning to keep all of the systems in your body uh, running and and how you go into a calorie deficit to eat less. But then you have to watch, Joe, because if your body burns 2,500 calories automatically in terms of RMR, and so you decide to eat 2,000 calories a day so that by the end of the week, you have deficited yourself into one pound of fat loss, okay? You have to watch because the body will fight you. The body will say, okay, I see what he's doing. I see what she's doing. I'm going to lower our RMR down to 2,000, which is what they're trying to eat. And I'm going to break even with them now, and they're not going to lose any more weight. As a matter of fact, maybe I'll drop down to 1,900. And so now the RMR is 1,900. They don't even know that. They're still eating 2,000. Now you're 100 calories ahead and you're actually gaining weight again, and you keep saying, I don't understand this. I'm gaining weight, and my deficit, yeah. And and so you have to, there's a thing out there called a zigzag rule. So if you find out what your RMR is, a lot of people do this where for two weeks, they'll eat a deficit of 500 calories less than their RMR, and then for two weeks, they'll eat 500 calories above their RMR, and they'll zigzag back and forth and confuse the body. Um, Obviously, when you go, 500 calories above, I don't mean you eat a McDonald's Big Mac and large fry. I mean, you eat an extra piece of chicken breast with some cauliflower and you, and, and the list goes on. A couple more it, eggs. You'll have, you'll have a lot, but uh, trust me when I tell you, if you're doing it right, I don't know how you get, <laughs> I don't know how you get an extra 500 if you're doing it right now. You don't even have to get 500. There's some, there's some little hacks, right? Yeah. Your 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 healthy fats is what I'm talking about, uh, and I mean healthy. Your avocado oils and your olive oils and things that the things like that that you can add to different foods, uh, different nuts and 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 things like that, um, which of course are fats as well, uh, will also help you achieve whatever the amount is, 500, 300, regardless. But yeah. eating um, fat burns fat. That's a true story. Eating fat yeah. burns fat. Um, so there there was a client that I that I had. That she said to me, "Well, my RMR is is 1850, so I was just going uh, 150 below, and then after two weeks, 150 above, and I've been able to maintain my body weight at 122 for like a year now. So it's not working with this 500 rule. The 500 rule is not a rule. It's just me like picking a number, right? So I looked at her and I said, "So what's your problem?" And she said, well, you're saying 500. I said, no, I didn't. I said, I gave you an example. And so it said to you, do it your way. And if it's working, oh, oh yeah, that's right. You did say that. 
everybody's different. If you could do it just by going 250 below your RMR for two weeks and then 250 above your RMR, then do it. If you can do it where, well, I've never even done that. I just go into calorie deficit all the time and I'm losing weight. Well, what's your problem? (laughs) Well, you're saying, no, I'm not. I'm saying everybody's different. I'm saying the rule of thumb, science will show you that the percentages are in the favor of the other side. If you're an exception to the rule, what are you complaining about? Yeah, it's do. so weird. It's so weird when people are like, yeah. if it's working, don't fix it. I get it. Uh, I've had people ask me, and and up up until recently, I you know just over the years though, because I've talked about intermittent, intermittent fasting before too. And so, well, you know, how many hours do you go? How many? Hours? Okay, well, you know, and I, I give them my whole, you know, what it is that I do, what have you. But but and I was just reminded of this of the from the uh, the most recent one that that it asked me. Um, you know, and, and I explained, but look, look, start with 12, you know, 12 hours uh, of fasting, then try 14. That You might find a 14-hour fast gets you the same results as my 18-hour. Go for it. Why would you go 18-hour? You want to do that? I would, you know, I, why would you there's, want there's, us to do that? You know, I there's, mean. There's, you know, there's research shows, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, autophagy. Well, you've got to get a lot of hours in for a tough. There's so much that goes into that. Yeah. There's, yeah. Well, and it, well, now recent studies are showing that it's even less, even less than your 24 hours where they said autophagy began to kick in in 36 when you gained so many extra benefits. Yeah. And 48 when you gained a ton of benefits. Now they're saying as little as 16 to 18 hours where autophagy begins to kick in. Oh, that's cool that I'm, I'm already doing it. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's 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 such an exercise science. Yeah. Meaning and there it is too, right? It changes constantly. Sixteen to eighteen, right? So like I said, maybe fourteen to sixteen will yield the same because their body's different. If you have somebody who has a lower body factor or a, uh, composition, I would think that things like autophagy and things of of that nature, right, would mm-hmm. take place possibly in a in a in a uh, uh you know, a little sooner than. Well, there's a lot goes into what did you eat before you began your fast too. There's that too. Where, yeah. where autophagy can kick in a lot quicker because yeah. if you ate fiber and fats and they are maybe a protein meal, then nothing but clean protein before you went on your fast, there's a good chance that autophagy will kick in quicker than if you just got done eating a stack of pancakes and maple syrup. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, right before, right before you started to fast where it may take even longer because it's going to take even longer to quit using glucose and glycogen stores in the muscle liver as your primary source of fuel before right. you get to the stored fat, uh, the, the stored fat in your body. Folks, everything we're talking about, we've already talked about in other shows, Intermittent Fasting 101, a couple other things about uh, intermittent fasting, but we're not done talking about intermittent fasting. It's it's an important uh, concept that, that we feel that needs to be out there because it does work. Don't listen to people that tell you it doesn't work. Yes, it does. It's a matter of of what fits your lifestyle. And there are people that should not intermittent fast. Just like you have to watch uh, when we talked about today's show, what exercise, uh, people who are, are doing like heavy cardio, you have to be very, um, if, if you have if you have heart disease or different types of problems with your heart, that's something that you obviously have to consult with a doctor before any type of exercise program where the doctor okays that. It's just like somebody with osteoporosis when we were talking about that when it comes to uh, stress-related workouts, you know, heavy or weight. I wouldn't be surprised if you had heart disease, your doctor's already been telling you what you should be doing. 
Uh, right. You know, but of course. Well, any, you, any type of heart ailment, any type of sure. the beginnings of heart, you know, any type of heart disease uh, or any type of malfunction within the heart itself that is way past our, our uh, pay scale. But, uh, so I, I want to ask you a question. Now, you texted me over this week. Uh, and this is something just a little extra, whatever. I told you I would help you paint the deck. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're still going to do that. We're going to. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, something but, different. Okay. Go ahead. So what, what is going on now uh, here in April of 2023? There was something weird between V-Shred and Thomas DeLauer. I, I still never got to watch the video. Did something... Somebody made a mistake. <laughs> what happened there? I'm I'm confused as to what was going on with that whole debacle between the two of them, or one of them. I don't think it. I don't think it, they're like so, like they got beef. <laughs> so but, I don't. Not yet. Um, it's not the fault of V Shred, but for some reason, anybody who knows Thomas Delar, um, he's a well-renowned biochemist who has several different YouTube channels where he talks not just about intermittent fasting and the ketogenic diet, he talks about so much of the science behind nutrition and understanding how the body develops, uh, how eating lifestyles change, uh, how it differs in different people, how exercise plays a role. Um, it, 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 he goes deep into the science with it. Uh, and he's got himself quite a following on, uh, on YouTube. Um, and, and I've watched him many, many times and absolutely love him. Uh, he is true to his passion, uh, 100%. V shred Vince, Vincent Sant, DeSant. I don't know if it's Sant, Saint or DeSant. I don't know. Uh, young guy. Sure. Many of you have seen him. Uh, the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both, both guys, very put together. Younger guys, they got the same type of hairstyle, kind of. Same kind of like maybe a little bit of unshaven look. I don't think they look anything alike, really. But for some reason, they have two very different approaches, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not I'm not going to say too much uh, in terms of each dread. Um, I... I, um, I, I so there's certain things I, I understand, and then there's certain things that I don't understand at all. Um, I don't agree with, but but that's 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 his thing. And if that's how he wants to approach it, that's hey, you you do you. It evidently it's working because it's an amazing following that he has. I just don't agree with how it's done, and I don't agree with a lot of the stuff. So neither does Thomas Alarm and Thomas is huge on the internet. And so I guess basically people are confusing Thomas with Vince uh, from V Shred. And they're confused because V Shred is, I guess, intermittent fasting, ketogenic diet, cardio, all, all this stuff. Uh, Make some claims about the ability to gain muscle in a short period of time that absolutely you cannot do. Um, and, and so, and, and it's hard, it's very hard as a professional trainer to, to, to bite my tongue here, but Thomas is upset a little bit because he put out a video saying, folks, 
I am not him, you know, and he has his picture there. And he tries to make it understood that his approach is this, my approach is this. And he's very professional about it, about how he goes about it. But you could tell he's <laughs> he's like, sure. I don't agree 99% of the time here, but he wants to go this route of marketing. I want to go this route of getting the science out to you and getting you to understand why what's happening to you is happening to you and what's going on inside your body when you're trying to head down this road of exercise and nutrition. And so, and so it's hurting his brand name because people keep saying, wow, you have a shirt on in this video when they see Thomas. <laughs> Thomas is like, I always have a shirt on. Yeah, he's, he's not, I mean, as shredded as he is, you rarely see him. Like people will, are, are they, I know what he's like. He's done live he's barely put together. He's, put he's together. done live feeds and people have to beg him to see his abs, you know, like yeah. I'm not here to do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but I mean, yeah, he's, he's, wow. Yeah. He's big. Yeah. And, and so, and, 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 and no, he shred, he, I literally, I mean, he, he, at one point I'm like, does he own clothes? I mean, like, it's just very, I'm not, I'm not about that. I'm not about that. Put together, man. I mean, yes. And may maybe busting his butt to get his brand name the way he's gotten it. And God bless him. I just don't agree. You know what I mean? And I could see where Thomas Solar, who is of that stature, where he's way up there, all right? I could see where he doesn't want to be compared to that and be mistaken for that because his approach is not the same approach. The way he markets his show is not the same way as, as V Shred is marketed. Um, this is over here, a marketing thing to get product out, right? This is a marketing thing to get information out. So, and does, does Delore have sponsors that he promotes their products because they sponsor his show? Uh, folks, yeah, you have to do that. Sorry. If you're not, if you're getting into podcasting or YouTube channeling and you don't want to get sponsors, you're not going to be successful. Oh, hey, have you guys out. have you guys heard about kitchen abs? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kitchen abs or or Spotify. Uh, if you're in podcast. Northeast Ohio, and <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Or Spotify podcasting. Yeah. Um, those are those are two right there because you know, and and you know, and we're you know we're in the hunt for a few more because you have to have that to support your show if you want to take it to the next level. Um, but so so yeah, I mean like. There's a little B back. Uh, Thomas at this point at the end of the video says that he's even thinking about reaching out to Vince and saying, hey, could we do a video together where we just say, listen, this is me. This is him. I don't know how that would work out. It's very interesting. I sent it to you. Re watch it. You, you could tell he's very, he, he kind of laughs. So he's reading like all these messages he's getting. Oh, you got a shirt on today. And he's like, got a shirt on every day. Wait. Then he starts to realize that they're what they're saying yeah what they're saying and it's yeah. crazy too because we, we've talked about this before with with uh v shred where i mean just you know in, in this in this crazy world that we live in now where we always you know say follow the science and and you know believe in the science which you know science is just proving something right um and and that's what the lower is all about like proving that why a certain thing works or what you know whereas opposed to someone else who just Simply makes the statement, the the generally accepted statement. Cardio doesn't work. Again, nobody likes doing cardio, so right away he gets everybody's attention with what he's saying. 
And it's like, now prove to me that cardio doesn't work. Prove to me yep. like what you're saying. You know what I mean? But there is yeah. no proof there. It's just he he says it and then therefore, and then, you know, you have your videos. But you got to wonder. Yeah. Cardio doesn't work. There's there's certain things. Uh, go, go. The muscle. Right, right. Where you could gain up to 20, 30, 40 pounds of muscle in a couple months. You only gained 15 to 20 in a lifetime if you do it. What's that? Three weeks. Oh, it's two to three weeks. Okay. It's I'm saying 20 pounds of muscle in two to three weeks. Yeah. And, and that's, that's impossible. You cannot do that. People on, right on anabolic, sure. people on anabolic steroids. I'm sorry. I think there was one we talked about. Was it DHEAs? Uh, uh, it was, uh, it was a certain form of, of the DHEA in two weeks. Uh, oh, Ron the like, pharmacist, Ron the pharmacist, uh, and was on when we talked about that. Keto. I can't remember. Keto nine or keto seven, keto seven. K seven. I think the K seven. That's what he, I think that's the one we were talking about. Where it was in a couple of weeks you could see, but, but that's not healthy. I mean, we we you know that whole episode's about uh, not going that route. And then, but then you have Delaro who walks you through the science, has all these wonderful graphics that that show you how everything is. Uh, but people don't want it. They the don't body. want. They don't want the patients. They don't want the. I mean, there, there's a huge following he does have though. Exactly. So he has gotten out so, to the right people. The market, the marketing end of it, um, is meant for that that general public that wants the magic pill, and uh, then you have the realistic audience um, uh, who follow Delauer and mm -hmm. who understand that this is a a whole process that takes a lifetime uh, commitment. Okay, it does uh, and, and 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 willpower and self discipline. The other end is all about. I'll give it to you now. I'll show you. 15 that's that is insane so whatever um you know well i mean he does he he did his whole thing that's how he markets um he shows he shows himself he goes he goes cutting out carbs i don't do that i i i agree with him to a certain extent there i'm like sure. right he's right there and, and he shows himself with eating a whole pizza i'm like Listen, there buddy. he's wrong yes yeah, there he's wrong i get i get you're eating the pizza but if you're eating like that all the time which is right. what you're making these people think. Right. Right. Then he's eating a donut. I'm like, I'm a donut guy. He said he's a donut guy. I'm like, that's, I love this part of the career. Right. I'm a donut guy. Exactly. But, 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 but I have a donut every two to three weeks. He's and so does he. Like he's all. Right. You know, I, like you said, the, the, he, he's, he's, he's pretty well put together. You know, yeah. he's not eating like that all the time, but he's making yeah. it out like it is. And in fact, is if you're, if your product is being backed by, even implied falsehoods, okay, um, or implied whatever you want to fallacies, implied fallacies. I guess that that could be sure. that could be a phrase. Sure. Uh, then I mean that that gives you a, a pretty good idea of of of, of what that's about to begin with. I, I just I don't know that that would put a a part of the pun bad taste in my mouth to even start off with. Um, and so I don't. And so that's my two cents on. Yeah, it's just a matter of you guys that. Two guys that take two different approaches. I don't agree um, with the one approach either. I, I don't. I don't agree with it. Um, and some people might say, oh, you're just mad because you're just starting out and he's got 1.2 million people falling. I'm like, I can't help those 1.2 million people. That's 1.2 They're never, those people are never coming to me because That's, those are the yeah. people that are looking for the easy way out. And I don't have, I don't have that. I mean, for 52 years old, when he's fifty-two, come come talk to me, and we'll we'll see. I, uh, it's one point two million sheep 
is what that is. I mean, it's just yeah. people that are following because that is the E. Well, he's gonna. It's gonna be easy. What's gonna happen is they're gonna have already spent their money when they realize this doesn't work. Then that's it. You're not hearing his. Oh, he's got. He's got these. He's got these people that come on, and you know, sure. one guy, one guy lost 190 pounds, and hey, and that's hey. If the, the, I don't know who the guy is, I, but but hey, if that's working for them. I say fantastic. Right. But but, but that's I, my that's my whole point. That guy did not lose that eating pizza and donuts and all this nonsense that he's talking about. He probably followed what the real program is. That's what I'm saying. The reality is gonna hit after they've already spent their money. It's just and then they weird. come to find out, oh, I can't I have to what? And then they throw up their hands and say, Well, you know, I I, I can't do that. I don't have, you know what I mean? Or I tried, I can't, that's just not going to be me. And he set them up for failure, but got the immediate money. So there's. So he said, says, are these crazy, are doing crazy exercises. He's hanging from a chin up bar and he's curling a dumbbell. Literally nobody in this world does that. And I, and I was like, who does that? Yeah. No, I, I don't even, I don't think that, I don't even think our crazy CrossFit people do anything like that. I just don't. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's unfortunate. It really is. It's unfortunate, yeah. but it's, it's, you know, people are going to say, "Oh, I don't like the fact you guys are bashing that." Well, folks, I'm I'm sorry, but but that I don't agree with it. Plain and simple. If it's up to me, listen, I'm going to tell, tell you right now. I have to. I'll tell all of our our listeners and, and watchers. If you want another show to listen to some great sides, fantastic sides on how things are done and why the body does what it does. Thomas Delar, D E capital L A U R E R. He is fantastic. It's so I'm, I'm Team Thomas, just like I'm Team Johnny and Cobra Kai. Any of you Daniel LaRusso fans, I don't really care. Team Johnny. Dutch got to come back in season six. If Dutch don't come back, I'll be so irritated. Dutch has to come back in season six just to make a guest appearance. He's in prison uh, in the show. In the show. Remember Dutch from The Karate Kid? Yeah. Shortest all the blind. He's got to come back and just make an appearance. And by the way, in the last episode, you said... You said that you quit watching that tournament. That tournament was fantastic. Should have watched. I'm sure. Now you got to go back and watch. I just can't seem to find the time to get. Or was it her brother's show? Was it her? I'm, I'm sure of it. I, I know uh, uh, one of his other. Um, uh, wow, I don't even remember their names anymore. And I was like the biggest karate freak in the world. No, Bob, um, Joe, Bob, Rudy. The sensei. Uh, Cobra. Sensei Sato. No. What? No. Uh, what's Chris. his name? Crease. Uh, his friend, what was it? Silva? Sylvan? So Terry Silva. Terry Silver. I know he's silver. I know he came back. Um, oh, my. Could you haven't seen I just saw that. His, no. Oh, you're, you're, no, you're yeah, you no. definitely missed. You definitely, you're definitely missing out. They really take the show to the. I, I may, know. I may give it another shot. I don't know. I like I said, the cheese factor just kills me. But it, take it to another level. We'll see. I'm not gonna tell you about cheese factor. I got nothing <laughs> else to say. We've covered everything. We've covered the Delara V shred problem. We've covered the Karate Kid. That's the second episode in a row. Uh, we've covered why exercise is more important for so many other things besides weight loss. Uh, we've talked a little bit about intermittent fasting and the ketogenic diet and why works for some and not others uh but that's that was way off the cuff with all that stuff and there's shows where we get into depth and detail and we're going to get even more detail with that kind of stuff i think when we have doctors and things 
like that on the show, people like that on the show that can really dive into how they feel about it. Maybe a gastroenterologist. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. All right. Well, to find out what we're going to talk about again next week, join us Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Man, I tried to do something different and I blew it. All right, until next week, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link on this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody out there, be the best you. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Or, if you're just clicking on it out of nowhere two years from now, episode 100, technically, here on Two Brothers, One Mike. Joe, guess what? I guarantee you that when I said to you about coming over to paint the porch, our mother will be calling us and screaming, Concrete Siller only. If you paint that porch, you're asking for problems. What is wrong with you two? I, I, after I said it, I said, oh man, when she gets a hold of this, can't wait to see what she's going to say to us. It's your life, man. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. You still, I, you're, you're jumping, you're jumping ship like you did on the, on the-